again, everyone, and welcome back to the Auto Remarketing Podcast. I'm Nick Zolovich, part of the team at Cherokee Media Group and senior editor at AutoFin Journal and Subprime Auto Finance News. This episode of the Auto Remarketing Podcast is brought to you by Use Car Week. We're very happy to report that we are back in person this year. Used Car Week begins November 15th at the Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas. More details to come as registration is already open and available. All the de- those details are at usedcarweek.biz. Again, that's usedcarweek.biz. For this episode of the podcast, very pleased to welcome Cindy Allen, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Stone Eagle F&I. Cindy, thank you again for making time for the podcast. Thank you so much. What an honor. I'm super excited to get to chat with you today. Well, thank you again. And, and certainly as the, as the name of the company implies, the, the topic of our, of our discussion is F&I. And uh, when you think about the journey that, that dealership F&I departments have, have taken during the past uh, 18 months or so, uh, as, as we've all been impacted and, and navigated through the, the pandemic, uh, uh, what comes to mind first and, and why? You know, I think we have the privilege of serving about 60, a uh, little under 6,500 dealers in, in our industry. And we do it in a way that we're actually spending, you know, quite a bit of time connecting with them directly. And what that means is our teams get to actually talk to them, hear what's happening in the world, et cetera. And I think as I look back over this past 18 months, what captures my mind most significantly is is really the resiliency of the people in our industry and the industry itself. Um, I watched as, you know, you you may have caught the F&I Providers Relief Fund story at some point in time during the COVID uh, sort of spike. And what I watched was a group of competitors who have leveraged the amazing talents of our F&I professionals for years to make their living. And they really just, this group of competitors coming together to pitch in um, financial resources to give back to those folks who had spent so much time um, helping them uh, grow their businesses, right? And so it was just this amazing story in my mind of uh, folks pitching in at a very human level and helping one another out. And so, you know, first we watched um, a shutdown happen that drove down our FNI professionals' ability to even attempt to make money, right? Because there were so few vehicles coming through the sales process. And, and at the same time, you see these product providers try to make ends meet for them and make sure everybody was going to be okay through it. So that's one of the, you know, kind of most significant things that comes to top of mind for me is just, we have great people in this industry. They're a ton of fun and they really, you know, it's like a one big family. Uh, <laughs> really? It's crazy. You're, you kind of, if, once you get in, uh, you're never going to be able to get out because of how close knit it is. And it was just really amazing to watch how folks were stepping in the gap for one another and doing everything they could to help out. And, and uh, so, I, you know, this is one of the major things that really comes to mind from a uh, first, first thought to mind, you know, perspective, but also um, how quickly we recovered. And even in the eye of, uh, you know, sort of less units coming through, what was phenomenal to watch in the data um, was how uh, 
how amazing performance was in the area of, of uh, PBR and PBD. So e even though they had a lot less opportunity as far as number of units coming through, um, they were actually having a chance to really spend time talking with their clients and really making sales that made a, an impact for the customer, right? Um, in a time of uncertainty. And so that was an, another component was just the resiliency of the F&I world itself, uh, if you looked at it from a penetrations perspective. Um, so I, I, those are a couple of the things that just really popped for me. Absolutely. And and as you, as you referenced, uh, 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 the penetration rates and, and, and those type of things. Uh, uh, what's your sense of, of how much more consumers value their vehicles nowadays, uh, thus perhaps making uh, F&I products uh, more appealing at, at the time of delivery? Yeah, you know, if you think about it, um, and you just kind of look back over the past several years, rideshare was becoming more and more popular, right? Um, the, the trend of not necessarily feeling like you had to own your own vehicle, or maybe it was just as easy to pop into an Uber or a Lyft or something like that, that to get from point A to point B. In the world of a pandemic facing all of us, you saw the risk associated with that um, sort of form of transportation becoming such a significant thing that valuing an opportunity and the, the need to really kind of as often as possible, especially with families, have a vehicle of your own that you can rely on. Um, that was, I think, a major pivot point for a lot of folks who, who would normally possibly hop in, a, hop in an Uber. So the value of the vehicle itself was a pretty big deal. And then if you kind of pivot just from an economic perspective, one of the things that I think actually drove a lot of the, a couple of factors that drove uh, the way that folks were, were thinking about F&I products were, you know, number one, in a time of economic uncertainty, when you make a large purchase, like a vehicle purchase, you're thinking, okay, what if the other shoe drops? If something happens that goes south, how am I going to protect myself? And so when you think about, you know, kind of huge costs associated with repairs that a vehicle service contract can offset, that becomes a way that you can, you know, protect yourself from that. Um, and then another component that I think is really uh, interesting in this from a value perspective is is folks kind of thinking, okay, well, I, I have this great value coming to me in these amazing offerings that are coming perhaps from the, the manufacturers. So we saw this big trend and this pop of manufacturers offering, um, you know, like six months, no payments. And so when you think about the gap that, for instance, gap protection offsets for a consumer, um, what we watched happen was gap penetrations go like literally out the ceiling. It was crazy. And it's really, if you think about it, if I was going to have, you know, a 12 month gap in there that my ability to kind of have that equity measure up to the, to the loan value that I, that I took out on the vehicle itself, now extended by another six months because I'm not making any payments. Um, protecting that is really important. And when you think about the economy, it made it even more certain that, hey, I, I've got a huge, I need this vehicle. So if something happens to it, I've got to be able to replace it um, in a time where I need to protect um, uh, from the pandemic itself. And then, hey, this is a great deal, but at the same time, I've got to be able to protect that situation from a gap, a gap coverage perspective. So we just saw a great response from consumers in that arena. And I think a lot of it had to do with that value of the vehicle, making sure that they were going to have that available um, in a time where they're trying to protect their, their cells and their family from a health perspective. 
the voice you're hearing for this episode of the Ottery Marketing Podcast is Cindy Allen, the Chief Executive Officer of Stone Eagle F&I. And, and with uh, Cindy, with, with Stone Eagle Metrics, uh, certainly you and your team have a, a treasure trove of, of metrics and other information to, to examine and, and slice and dice, to, to say the least. Uh, but when looking at the, the Q1 and, and Q2 data, it's amazing to say we're, we're well more than halfway through uh, this year already. Uh, uh, what specific trends uh, pique your interest most? Uh, perhaps which, which ones are, are moving how you might have, have expected and, and which ones uh, are triggering a surprise? Yeah, so for this, you know, the past couple of quarters, it's been amazing to watch how our PVR and um, just sort of penetrations on products have continued to just climb and climb and climb. And, you know, we went from, you know, I'll say PVR that was, you know, we've got thousands of dealers. And so the average, you know, you've got uh, huge performers in the top 100, top 10%. But if you average it all out, we saw things that in the past, have hovered between 1,400 and 1,500 a copy on PBR jump to over 1,800 uh, in, in July. So hovering right 1,700, 1,800 a copy in Q2, um, 1,600 in Q1. I mean, just huge numbers, right, from a PBR perspective. And so to me, those are giant jumps that we're just seeing, you know, uh, pent up demand, essentially. Um, I think the need to make sure that we're buying ahead of any kind of chip shortage that's coming down the, the pathway and might perhaps going to keep me from being able to buy it later on. But you, you just have this huge um, uh, spike in the, the PBR there. Also, from a penetrations perspective, I mean, we're seeing just what I consider sort of record numbers. And we've been tracking this data for, for over 20 years and just record numbers on penetrations, especially for vehicle service contracts and, and gap penetrations. So what's unusual to me is that in this sort of um, you know world where folks are saying, hey, we've got this new used crisis, not really crisis, we've got this, this chip crisis <laughs> that's <laughs> causing that we anticipate is going to cause a shift, a pretty significant shift from new um, percentages to use percentages kind of leading the way. Um, what we're seeing is a pretty typical trend, actually. So there are a couple of unusual months, obviously, in the middle of COVID. But if we're looking at, you know, uh, Q1, Q2 from a new used trend analysis perspective, it's pretty much the same. It's following the same trend it usually has. And so that's interesting to me as we look toward the end of the year and uh, the, the continuation of not only the reality of chip shortages and the reality of limited inventory in the new car space, I think it's it's uh, inevitable that we're going to have some impact, but I don't think it's going to be as significant as we think based on what we're seeing right now. Exciting times to to say the least in in dealership F&I departments. And, and certainly we're hoping for, for an exciting time again uh, at Used Car Week since we're back in person this year. Uh, everything begins November 15th uh, at the Red Rock Resort in Las Vegas. And registration is already open and available. Simply just go to usedcarweek.biz. Again, that's usedcarweek.biz to register for Used Car Week, which begins November 15th in Las Vegas. And closing moments here on this episode of the Ottery Marketing Podcast with Cindy Allen, the Chief Executive Officer 
of Stone Eagle F and I and and Cindy, as you referenced to to a degree already with uh, used vehicle prices uh, plateauing and and even in some cases softening a, a little bit from the the ascension that they made uh, so dramatically during the first half of the year and. And hopefully a uh, new car uh, manufacturing volume picking up a little bit from, from, the, from the OEM and factory sides. Um, what, what, what are your other expectations for, for how uh, F&I trends might uh, unfold during the, the remainder of the year and, and perhaps not, not too early to, to already consider uh, 2022? You know, I think we're going to continue to see the growth of both um, penetrations and average profit numbers coming in. Uh, folks are just uh, more focused on protecting the investments they're making right now, and they're excited to get out and, uh, and, and make sure that as they buy that new car, that they're protecting it. We're seeing uh, also trends and growing numbers of ancillary products that sort of protect appearance and other elements of the a car, and, and especially with that uh, used car market, you know, just really great performance on the product sales. So I just consider uh, the rest of the year being an opportunity to continue. It looks like it's headed that direction. I don't see any slowing down. I mean, week over week as we look at the data. And so um, I, I just predict we keep going in this direction. That's Cindy Allen, Chief Executive Officer of Stone Eagle F&I. Cindy, thank you so much for, for sharing your perspectives, uh, information, and, and forward-looking uh, thinking as well uh, here for the Ottery Marketing Podcast. Thank you again, Cindy. Thank you so much. And if you've missed any of our past episodes, uh, no worries there. Simply just go to our website at otterymarketing.com and click on the podcast box to find our library of past episodes. For our fellow hosts, Bill Zedite and Joe Overby, as well as our executive producer, Matt Rice, I'm Nick Zulovich. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you again next time on the Auto Remarketing Podcast.